Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the show that helps you keep a healthy lifestyle. Well, what is the question that you want to know the answer to? To cheat or not to cheat? The infamous question that I'm always asked is, when do I get my cheat meal? I don't know what it is, but the cheat meal question has surfaced for decades now. And it just keeps on surfacing year after year. No matter who joins my program, no matter who starts up a new plan with me, they always want to know when they get to cheat. And those of you that have followed me and have listened to my podcast and read my book know how I feel about the word cheat. Um, I, I have said it many times that we don't cheat in anything uh, in life. So we shouldn't cheat on our diets, on our health and our, our wellness, which is, is the roots of what is most important to us. But even the most disciplined dieters can't live on just vegetables and protein without indulging. Case in point. The Rock, the most notorious a uh, wrestler that we know that is known for being fit and fabulous. He preaches to his followers that he has these cheat meals. He is famous for his sushi sundaes. Uh, he's told men's health that he downs apple fritters and pizza and mac and cheese and cobblers on his cheat days. Naturally, this sort of uh, publicity is going to cause people to think that it is okay to treat yourself after eating great all week and working out. This is where cheat days come in. Some experts think that cheat days are totally necessary to maintain your sanity. Others think they're a recipe for disaster, leading you to overeat to the point that it will actually hurt your weight loss and fitness goals. The term cheat itself has negative connotations. The idea is that you're being good if you eat clean or bad if you cheat. This psychological barrier can be harder to overcome than the psychological barrier of making small changes in your diet, which is why some people steer clear of cheat days completely. So I ask you, what is the deal? Are cheat days harmless or do they completely negate the hours of sweat that you have poured into the gym and into your meal plan? Well, here's what I think about cheat days, and here's what I believe that cheat days um, do for your body and the best way to approach one if you want to indulge. 
First off, what what is a cheat day? Well, I'm going to redefine what we call this. I don't like to call it a cheat day because like I said, I don't believe in cheating in anything, especially our health and our wellness. So the idea of, of this cheat day has been around for decades. Um, first, you eat clean for six days. And when I say this, I mean you stick to your diet and you are diligent about it. And then you let loose for the seventh day. This is where your Friday night beer and wings showdown comes into play. Because what's really the worst thing that can happen if you just break the rules one day a week? Well, this is a huge misconception because this does not boost your metabolism. Uh, the general concept of eating all of this garbage in one day will help you conserve energy and speed up this, this food that you digest and it will turn into this huge metabolic boost is false. Um, the truth is uh, this is not so cut and dry. So let's talk about how these cheats do affect your body. What happens is you get overloaded with carbs, sugar, and fat. There is nothing scarier than this to your body. Um, your pancreas will create more insulin uh, than it can process, and it will store it. Uh, it will cause you to become bloated. You will have a stomach ache, and you will not experience anything nice about this. Uh, you will not be able to regulate yourself, and neither will your body. Your body will not have a good time adapting itself. And if you've ever had a cheat meal like this, it is a really hard habit to break, not only mentally, but also physically. Because every week, uh, it takes you two or three days to break the the pattern of what you've done, but then you also then look forward to doing it again, and it creates this terrible, terrible, terrible cycle. Um, food will take longer to digest if you are consuming it in large portions, which means that these cheat meals are only going to sit in your stomach longer, and now you are going to experience gas and bloating. So there is nothing pretty about this. Nothing is going to ramp up your metabolism better than following the plan as you have set it out to be in the begin with. So I never recommend cheat days. Um, and with that being said, cheat days can have an upside down uh, outcome. Uh, indulging occasionally, which which this is where I have developed my, uh, my term, a sustainable splurge. A sustainable splurge is something where you can have a little splurge that is sustainable and this will not have these negative um, these negative outcomes. All right, so let's let's talk about what is the difference between a sustainable splurge and a cheat day. Well, there's a huge difference. A cheat day is when you start the day with this plan to just devour everything in sight. Um, you have this mental uh, and negative uh, connotation that you are going to uh, eat what you want and eat everything that you couldn't have all week long. Um, it's like the little child that uh, has been told no all week is now going to have what they want 
um, and what they couldn't have uh, for the entire week. And and this is going to cause you to overeat. And like I said, what you want, and you're going to want it now. All right, so let's play out what happens uh, when we cheat too often. You're sailing along, pumped about your weight loss, feeling leaner and energetic, and it's time to celebrate. You enter in the cheat day. What do you want? A juicy cheeseburger with a large side of fries, a slice of rich and creamy cheesecake, as much meat lover's pizza as you could possibly eat. That's a cheat day. You can have them all, all just because you can. Now, when you think about this, this can sometimes spiral into the next day becoming a cheat day. You wake up, you're frustrated, you're bloated, you don't feel great, and you don't want to necessarily stay on track. So this sometimes will be a segue into another cheat day. So do you see how this is, is causing the spiral? All right, so the bottom line is your first issue your relationship with food. You're categorizing foods as good or bad. If you're eating a bad food, then you're being bad. Uh, You're being bad for eating a piece of cake. You're telling yourself, I really am being naughty. I must suck. I can't do this. Uh, I I screwed up, so I'm going to start again tomorrow. So this is, again, the negativity for the cheat. Um, I tell my clients all the time, Cheat days uh, will bring on the negative consequences. So this can be done mindfully. Support your weight loss journey. I tried a program a few years ago that involved a cheat day, and I made the best of it, um, but it still bit me in the end. So here's the catch. Successfully incorporating sustainable slurges into your weight loss plan demands having a healthy relationship with food in the first place. You need to recognize that fuel is your food for your body. Not that you can't love it, but you can. You need to have a controlled environment. Uh, And it could be a piece of cheesecake, and it could be a cheeseburger, but it needs to be controlled. The second critical component of a successful cheat day is when you are on your being good. You have to be 100% on. Um, I was putting lemon juice on my salad for dressing. I was being very diligent about my portion sizes. I wasn't eating one nibble off of the high-calorie off-plan food uh, six days a week. You get the idea? So, so cheat days are, are very derailing. Um, So keep the negativity out of the picture and limit these sustainable splurges to something that you really, really want. Um, And and don't sabotage yourself. While the single day binge can be helpful for some people, occasionally indulging in smaller portions of your favorite foods may be more sustainable for the long haul. This way you can treat yourself a few times a week rather than carving out an entire day to eat all the garbage that you want. So let's be real. While eating everything in sight and slamming down an entire pizza might sound appealing, the feeling of fullness after you chow it down really isn't. So loosen up 
the rains just a few times a week for some indulgent foods. Um, I always tell my clients, allow a couple small indulgences and give yourself a break from the normal dieting without sabotaging your results. Um, one thing I tell my clients is um, look at the big picture. If you have uh, your given meal plan every day, um, you know which foods are essential. Think of essential foods as, uh, as clothing. Your proteins are your essentials. Your carbohydrates are essentials, your complex carbs. Your healthy fats are essentials. This is no different than the essential clothing that you have to wear to make yourself present in public. You need to have a shirt on, you need to have pants on, and you need to have shoes on. Those are essentials, okay? You don't want to omit those from your daily plan. Um, if you are looking at your daily plan and you might see that there are fun things on there, such as cheese and fruit and, and some non-essential items, such as coffee creamer and, and some fun little items that you don't really need, those are non-essentials. Non-essentials can be omitted from your plan. Um, this is no different than accessories that we wear. Um, I don't need to have my hat on. I don't need to have my bracelet on. And I don't need to have my, my watch on. Um, I could choose to take those items off. You can also choose to omit the cheese, omit the fruit, and omit some of the other non-essential items from your daily plan. Um, this is a really good way to save calories for you to have a little sustainable splurge at the end of the day. So let's suppose that you are going to omit the cheese off your omelet and you're going to omit the cheese off of your lunchtime sandwich and you're not going to put cream in your coffee. You could theoretically save yourself 300 calories that day and, and you could bank that 300 calories later in the day to have a cookie. Um, it is no different um, than, than having the coffee cream or having the cheese. Um, those are non-essential ingredients and your body doesn't need them um, either way. But you should never omit the essential ingredients such as the protein from your salad or the complex carb from your uh, morning breakfast, such as your oatmeal, because your body needs those things. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP, and I am talking about the importance of having sustainable splurges versus cheat meals. I don't believe in cheat meals because of the negative connotation, not only from a physical uh, standpoint, but also from a psychological standpoint. Like I said, we not only build ourselves up all week um, with these expectations that we are allowing ourselves to eat everything in sight, but then we also have the physical drawbacks of what happens um, to our bodies when we consume all of these foods and, and, and the bloat um, that occurs and, and what we feel like afterwards. Um, instead, uh, aim to have treats that are about 20% of your daily caloric intake. So if you average about 1,500 calories a day, uh, 300 of those calories can be splurges once a week. Um, this is such a simple mathematical calculation, and it's something that you could plug into your week every single week without it setting you back. 
Um, for those of you that find that this is still a slippery slope, the idea of having a small cookie, for example, might put you um, in a downward spiral. Uh, for example, many of you all or nothing attitude uh, people listening might think, I ate one cookie, so now I have to eat the entire sleeve. And then maybe the weekly indulgence might be a better approach for you. And in that case, you have to set yourself up with the mindset and knowing that you didn't eat one cookie and you didn't do something bad. You have to set yourself up and your mindset up in acknowledging that you made it all week with sticking to your meal plan and you need to congratulate yourself and praise yourself for doing such a great job that your reward is this 20% um, indulgence, which is your cookie. Um, because depriving yourself is only going to have more negative consequences. Either way, whether it's one meal or a snack, it is never going to make or break your fat loss goals. You need to look at the big picture. Eating should be enjoyable and not so rigid that every morsel of food that crosses your lips is weighed, measured, and counted. If you are considering an entire cheat day, it's likely that the rest of your diet is probably way too restrictive in the first place. And I can tell you from my extensive experience with working with individuals, people that are too strict and don't allow themselves to have some splurges more than likely are going to end up gaining the weight back. So these are my strategies that can help foster a positive relationship with food and incorporate some sustainable splurges for success. One, eat your favorite treat when it makes sense. Make it a point to enjoy a food that you typically only have when you are having a cheat day, as we used to call it, on a random day. Um, since people usually plan these splurges on the weekend, um, this could be having a cupcake or a burger and fries on a Tuesday, for example. Um, by easing this mindset into these foods are available to you at all times and that it is more than okay to eat them when you choose, the power that they have over you can greatly decrease. This often results in less overeating, less guilt, and a naturally balanced diet. Over the course of the years, I've worked with many, many people, and it is unlikely that I've ever seen people use the sustainable splurge during the week. Um, I find that it is likely that people use this on the weekends and is because we are relaxing and we have our guard down. Um, I have been counseling people to enjoy their treat when they really want it. And I just last week did a Zoom presentation where I gave the example where a, a, a fictional character that I developed went out to lunch with her girlfriends and she was planning on having a, a salad because she was on target and all of her girlfriends ordered a cheeseburger, ordered another cheeseburger, ordered another cheeseburger. And on a whim, at that moment, she decided she wanted a cheeseburger. She didn't deprive herself and force herself into having a salad like more than likely people do. She had the cheeseburger. 
She decided to hold the cheese and not eat the fries. She built the cheeseburger into her week and got off of the uh, plan just for that lunchtime. When she left the restaurant, she resumed her meal plan, and it did not set her back in any way. And this, believe me, is something that has to be learned because we are so programmed to only have our little treats and our little cheats on the weekend. My second suggestion is honor your cravings. Instead of feeling like you're giving in to food cravings and ruining a diet, um, remember this can cause guilt and shame and then later binging, you need to honor them. Our bodies have a very unique and specialized way of telling us what we need. We just need to be better listeners. For example, if you're out at a restaurant and you're really craving a Reuben, for example, but you order a salad instead, chances are that it's not going to be the most satisfying thing you've ever had. Uh, Cue persistent thoughts about food, lower level hunger and crankiness until you eat something else. Honoring your cravings and order what you want. Take time and think mindfully and really savor it. It will lead to a much higher level of satisfaction after the meal, and you will feel good about the brain space that you've created, and you will not feel deprived. Just last weekend, my husband and I ditched the kids and darted out for a bite to eat. And and I really was going to get my usual egg white omelet. It was like around noon. So it was kind of one of those, well, I can have lunch or I could have breakfast. And I just, I had this turkey club sandwich staring at me in the face with bacon and avocado. And they happen to have gluten-free bread at this restaurant, which it doesn't come likely. And and so I that I ordered it. I honored my cravings. And so the, the waitress brought it. I asked for extra mayo and joked about it was my secret to sting thin. And I I knew all along that I was only gonna eat half. I, I ate only half, which accumulated to equally what my egg white omelet would have been if I would have eaten the whole thing. I packaged up the other half of my turkey club sandwich, which was fantastic. And I brought it home and I left the restaurant feeling divine Um, for years and years and years. And I can tell you probably decades, I would order a salad and uh, nine times out of 10, I wouldn't calculate what was in the salad and it would always end up having more calories than probably the club sandwich. Um, And it would cause resentment. It would cause backlash and it would frustrate me because I was always eating salads. So honor those cravings, but watch your portions. And then finally, my third suggestion is think nourishment. Nourishment is one of my favorite words to use with clients because it encompasses how we take care of ourselves, not only physically, but emotionally. When it comes to food, this means that sometimes the most nourishing choices that we make is to add more servings of vegetables on our plates. Other times, it means we just need a cookie. (laughs) And both are okay to be nourishing to our body and our soul because we just need them. What is going to be nourishing to you one day may be completely different the next. So you need to be mindful and open to what you need and to be best 
taken care of. Yourself is the most invaluable tool. So again, this is this is where I go back to the, the point of ordering the salad or the, the club sandwich. Um, of course, we're programmed add vegetables to your plate and fill up on vegetables. And certainly that is what you should do all week long. But when the day comes, and it could be on a random Wednesday, and you just want a cookie, um, once you teach yourself that it is okay to eat a cookie and you have reserved calories in your day to have this sustainable splurge and you have made it okay to have this cookie um, and you've calculated it, and you're not eating the sleeve of cookies because you're not considering it a bad thing. It's not a cheat. You've welcomed this into your lifestyle um, and you've portioned it out. Um, you're mindful and you're taking care of not only physically what you need, but you're taking care of mentally what you need. And I can tell you from personal experience and from professional experience and what I've seen with people, um, dieting is the single most thing that you could do to deprive yourself. And saying no all the time will have those backlashes. So if you're going to do anything here, it would be cheating yourself. And that is the last thing I want you to do. So the bottom line here is it is important to cultivate a positive relationship with food that doesn't involve the guilt. And ditching these cheat days is the first and most helpful step that you can do. If you are struggling to get out of this restrictive diet culture mindset that you're in, consider working it out and thinking about the positiveness of food and think about the non-diet approach because food is a source of energy and you should treat it as that. Um, nothing should be off limits and it should be something that you enjoy. So don't cheat yourself. Enjoy the rest of your day. Let's go. Make no excuses now. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. Let's go. Your time is running out. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking